the market is not oversaturated because all this COVID madness soon will be over and people will start traveling, attending parties, attending events. So the demand will increase and large tax, uh, they will become the most irreplaceable people. From the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Less Professionals and for Less Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we have Dina from Stacy Lash coming on. Dina works in the customer service for this company that's based in the United States, right here in Bakersfield, just like an hour or so north of where we're located here in Los Angeles. But they really kind of started in, of all places, Ukraine. Yes, Ukraine is like at the top of the news. Everyone is thinking and praying for Ukraine right now, and we're really fortunate to have Dina on. Dina actually still lives in Ukraine. Now, the thing is, we recorded this back in February before all the insanity ensued, um, weeks before that, and uh, I actually did not want to release this episode until I actually had reached out and talked to Dina herself, or at least emailed back and forth, because I didn't feel like it. I just want to be sensitive. I didn't want to be promoting Stacy Lash. Meanwhile, you know, their whole company is going through some struggles, at least the people that work in Ukraine. And I just want to hear from them. And the good news, Dina's okay. And I'm really excited to hear that because that to me was the most important thing. I didn't really care about the episode really until I knew Dina was okay. Last we talked or communicated, she basically had to leave her town. It had been, it sounds like from what I understand, pretty much destroyed. Um, horrible. I mean, I don't think any of us really can relate to this in any way, but she has uh, moved and found a new place, and she said they're just waiting to be able to go back home and rebuild. And for that, I just really, hopefully, you guys, as a small way, I'm sure to even support Ukraine, is actually support Stacy Lash because this company still has roots in Ukraine, still has team members in Ukraine, and helping them financially is going to help those people in Ukraine. So I think this is really uh, actually a special episode for me personally because uh, Dina was actually a real sweetheart and someone who, through all this, has been still trying to support her company and be part of her company while in the middle of a war. I mean, it's just insane, right? So I just hope that you guys will listen and, and you, we don't talk about the war, so don't expect some sort of behind the scenes, you know, what's it like in Ukraine right now, because this was all before the war had started. And I, but I did want to preface this before we get started with at least a little information so it doesn't seem insensitive on my part as we're talking about things like, gosh, guys, really, seriously, you know, there's a war going on, you're talking about lashes. Dina really wanted this still to go out because her company is based in the United States, and she wanted to support them. I mean, just really incredible woman. And so for that, I also want to let you know that Stacey Lash is giving you guys a discount to at least try them out. Now, they've been a sponsor at LashCon for, I think, all the first three years. They've been great, always really helpful, always really generous by giving even extra product. And they want to now get their product in your hands, and you can help support Stacey Lash in Ukraine by buying some of their products for a discount, 20% off, which is, I think, a substantial discount discount. Here's the discount code 20 LashCon 20. All right. 20 LashCon 20. And you'll get 20% off all their products. And by the way, you can also go to the show notes if you're like, oh, I don't remember that. Just go to the show notes and you'll see the discount code in there. So anyhow, this episode, we go over a lot of stuff. We talk about the struggles of getting them started, a little behind the scenes about the company, as well as she wants to share some tips and advice for you guys as last artists. So she shared some tips there. And otherwise, I hopefully you'll find this extremely insightful and encouraging episode. As always, guys, we talk about announcements. And I want to take a second to talk about LashCon and say thank you to everyone 
anyone who's bought tickets. Really, we sold 60% of our tickets already, sold out VIP. So if you've been thinking about or holding out, you will not want to hold out much longer. Tickets are still available, and we still, I mean, we still have quite a bit, right? 40% of the tickets are still there. And I don't think we'll sell it next week, but we're, we're not going to have anything by summer, okay? <laughs> we're selling probably five to 10 tickets a day right now. And if we keep that pace up, we'll be out of tickets by summer sometime. So you definitely want to get on now, buy your tickets, and reserve your room if you haven't already. And by the way, look at all the add ons. We have all these new things we're doing this year where you can come for the main event, which is Saturday afternoon through Monday night. But we also have some bonus stuff on Friday and Saturday if you want to get some extra education and training in. So we have our day one event, which is our leadership. And and mastermind meeting on Friday, November 4th, that's during the day. In the evening, if you can't make it during the day, then you can come to the evening session called Lash Booth Collective. This is where Jenna Cash, Ashley Gonzalez, and Gretchen McCants, three brand owners, are going to come and teach you all about business in the evening. And then if you really want to have some fun, the next day, Saturday morning, we have Lash Lab. This is where we have Automitter, um, Anna from Designer Pro, Allie from Lash Anarchist, and my wife, all teaching different things you can learn about um, brow lamination, pictures, strip lash look, and and Tustin's going to be teaching about the allergies. So all that's available on Saturday morning as well as a breakfast for salon owners only. If you're a salon owner, that means you have staff. If you work for yourself, you're a solo artist. You could be a salon owner in a sense, but we just want people with staff because we're going to be dealing with and encouraging those people at that time. Those are all available Saturday morning, and then after that in the afternoon, it's all LashCon. So just go ahead, look that stuff up. You can, If you've already bought your ticket, then go back and do an add-on. You don't have to go back through the whole process again. You can just buy the individual add-on if you want. With Tustin's class, we just finished her Austin class with Shelby at Lash Boss Radio. Had a great day, sold-out class. We are back again May 14th to the 15th in New York. I think we have two seats left. So if you want to come out and hang out with us in May and learn Tustin's lashing, styling, and retention course, then Go sign up, show notes. You can get in the show notes or go to our Instagram or lashcastproductions.com. And then we'll be back here in LA in June, June 5th through the 6th. Okay, guys, that's all we have for announcements. Now let's get to our interview where we sit down with Dina from Stacy Lash. Hey guys, we are here live in the Lashcast studios and excited to have Dina from Stacy Lash join us. Welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. I'd like to mention once again and how happy I am to be here. And I'm just so honored for this opportunity. This is the first time I'm taking part in something so huge and I'm honestly really excited. I'm really passionate about talking everything lashes and hope your clients will We'll hear something interesting today. Yeah, no, I am too, because Stacy Lash is one of these brands that I think everyone knows because we all found you, I think, on Amazon at some point <laughs> or online, right? It's like, well, who is this company and all that? So I thought, and one of the things that we were really fortunate is that you guys came and you've been a sponsor of LashCon now for a couple years. You started with our virtual conference and then you came back again this last year. And so we were really excited to partner with you guys. And I thought it'd be cool for people to get to know a little bit about the brand because you guys are a brand that started overseas and now you're here in the United States. And I think a lot of people don't know that much about you. And I thought it'd be cool to talk about it. And by the way, also, one of the things I really love that's really generous, uh, She, uh, when we were trying to figure out how to get, say her last name, uh, <laughs> I had no idea how to pronounce her last name because it's... Uh, 
she's in Ukraine right now recording this. So thank you for coming all the way from Ukraine here to our podcast. That's super oh, special. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. And you can just help my, our, our audience because I can do it. I, I just can pronounce it. What's your last name now again, Dina? My name is Dina Stritsova. Yeah. I got to learn Russian and Ukrainian. I have to expand my vocabulary because I will butcher that if I try to. So anyhow, well, uh, that's so cool that you're here. So let's start first about Stacy Lash. And I thought you could share a little bit for people because it is a brand that people don't realize that didn't start here in the United States. It's a brand that started overseas. No, and- actually, nope. actually, it's really interesting story. Oh, yeah. As everything started in 2016, one of the co-founders, Stacy herself, she was a client and she attended flash uh, salons and she noticed that there is a room for improvement in the industry, actually. She shared the struggles of flash tags and their clients, namely the quality of some products. Um, it didn't mean, meet the standards mm-hmm. and the price wasn't reasonably high or there weren't any product categories for beginners and professionals, for example, or even some products were missing the manufacturing and expiration dates on the product packages. So she and her husband, they decided to do something for Lash Tags that comes from heart. So this way, the Stacy Lash was established and we came a long way since then. Luckily, her husband was well aware. He had deep knowledge in international trading sphere, and he established business relationship with Korea, who is our supplier. So that's how the family business started. And now we we are situated in Bakersfield, California. Uh, it's our main office building, the headquarters of the company. Also, we have the warehouse in Gardena. California, it's to be able to deliver the products as fast as possible within the U.S. However, we also have, we run virtual offices. We're building trusted international relationship. I believe it's really important to stick together because we're one big Latin community. Yeah. Now, you guys started, though, in Ukraine, right? And then you moved to the United States. Is that correct? Or did you always in California? No, the founders of the Stacey Lash brand, they always were in California. Okay. But now um, they they decided to run virtual offices because, you know, in COVID pandemic situation, it can be a great solution to work from home, to do the things online. I mean, it's really the future now. We really can build companies international because of the virtual space that we're in. I mean, right now we're having a call. You're in Ukraine. I'm here in California and we're having a conversation and it's easier that's, now than ever. It's really wonderful. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. Amazing. And lost lawns and business owners. In fact, I, I just so people understand, know this, but we're virtual too. I have an editor that's actually, he used to be in Argentina, but now he moved to Spain. He does my podcast for me. I'm going to be hiring another person soon as my VA who actually works in the States, but she works up in San Francisco. So I'm building my team and I have some other people that help me once in a while who are virtual usually. And that's really possible now that more than ever to build a support team, virtually speaking. Salons, it's a little different. I mean, obviously you can't do lashes virtually. You have to have people in a salon to do the lashes, but you may be able to have your accountant or other people marketing and such around the world. And what's cool is that you get different viewpoints, other 
perspectives because you're using people from other cultures and they might actually help you be a little bit more well-rounded company because of that. So I think that's kind of cool that you're you're creating, which is, by the way, you're in our prayers right now. I mean, you're creating, obviously, while we're recording this and, and all of what will happen between now and then is to just ignore that there is obviously a huge potential crisis building in Ukraine. And so I do want us to say we definitely are thinking about you guys, praying for you guys, hoping that we can find a, a peaceful solution. Because uh, now that I've gotten to know you, I even have more heart for Ukraine. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to be able to see uh, Dina at LashCon eventually one year or something like that, or have you here in the United States. It'd be great to see you. And I don't want anything bad to happen in Ukraine. So those are my wishes, my thoughts for you. Thank you. I'm just mainly concerned about our Stacy Lash brand because, as I said, I'm really passionate about what we are doing and our mission um, to provide every lash tag with essential lash supplies and become the biggest uh, lash supplier on the market because we do not own the selling actually. So we aim mostly to become a supplier, to work with big lash salons. So it's a focus as of now. My first introduction to you is when I found you on Amazon. I remember looking on, and I do really respect this because I know that you guys do have a different price point. You guys aren't at a high expensive level. And yet you're, I've heard a lot of good stuff about people loving your glue and people being very happy with your products. So I think a lot of people don't realize that sometimes people think when they see a lower price, I means it must be cheap or bad quality. And I, I'm not going to say that every glue and every lash company, whatever it is you love, you need to find what's best for you. But I definitely think people should look into trying what you guys do because you do offer your glue. I think it's like $25, $26 or something like that, a bottle, is that correct? For 10 milliliters bottles, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's other places charging $40, $50 for that same size bottle. So it's one of the things I think for me to find out that, I don't know, maybe you could tell us this, was Amazon where you guys first got started? Was that how you kind of got out into the world was through Amazon and so people could find you? Well, yeah, we have started from Amazon in 2016, which is so opportunities to grow a client range and to gain more social knowledge using this platform. But we have faced a challenge because a lot of people buy products to perform their procedures in themselves, disregarding the fact that it can be dangerous. Some people see the easy way to save the money and ignore the fact that they can do serious harm to their health. So Amazon, it's definitely not the best way to promote and sell professional lash extension supplies. So, of course, we give a lot of attention to our official website and we want to promote it and become more acknowledged within the professional community. It's because there are no such problems with the clients who perform the procedure in themselves because the clients who came buying from the website, they're professional lash tags and they know exactly what they want. They know what they came for. They are certified and they're well aware of all the precautions while working with the product that contains cyanoacrylate. And plus... Stacey, last page, you'll see a nice picture of Dina. <laughs> yeah, her, her yes, little head. it's me, guys. Yeah, she pops up. Her little head pops up there and goes, hey, there's Dina. And, and you can chat with her. So that's really cool. <laughs> One thing I did, I also know that a lot of people maybe are looking, because some people are thinking about starting their own brands. It's kind of America, the United States right now, and in Europe, I'm sure. Everyone's starting brands, it feels like. 
But I know that, like you said, Amazon, you guys have probably been shifting more to your own website, but Amazon takes a big cut too, right? You're not getting 100% of that money. Like a lot of that's going to Amazon, correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's, that's correct. But we do want to promote our, our website because we believe that it's the best way to sell our products there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Obviously, you get a lot more. <laughs> if it goes to your website, you're going to make more money off the deal. But it's interesting. I do feel like you guys started really well using Amazon. You got noticed on Amazon because your prices were so clash-friendly. And then from there, now hopefully people go directly to your site. And I think it was probably a, a good move like five, six years ago to get seen. And now you guys are actively pursuing other ways of getting found. What type of feedback do you get from people? Or I should say, what type of issues do you hear from people when they reach out to you and are looking for help, what's some, some of the most common problems you hear from lash artists? Selling on Amazon is really is a really challenging thing for us because lots of people still don't understand how serious this matter is. That DIY is not a law and it may lead to unfortunate consequences. So we do stay in touch with clients. I do stay in touch with clients. We socialize, we educate. We explain and refund the purchased products, but this issue is it's still on because some people ignore the precautions that are listed on the website, on the Amazon, on the product packaging. So it's really a dangerous matter. We still receive some complaints from, from the client who, who just perform the procedure in themselves and then they, they need to consult the physician on something like that because they, they have faced some reactions, some allergic reactions, some itching or burning, you know. When you say they use them on sale, are you saying people buying the product and then they're putting lashes themselves on? Like they're trying to do it, they're not having a lash artist, they're just self-applying? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not on a certificate. Oh, wow. They just decide to do the procedure that requires really a trained professional to perform this. Yeah. They just uh, try to perform this at home by themselves. And everyone are well aware that your eyes must be tightly closed because we guys, we're dealing with cyanoacrylate. It's really important matter. I did not realize that, but obviously because Amazon goes out to so many people and, and if someone who's probably looking for lash strips or lashes, they might type in lashes and then you guys pop up and they probably go, oh, wow, I can do my own extensions and they buy it. I never even thought that that would be a problem, but it makes sense now because there's no stopping people. It's not like that you can say you have to show a certificate to buy these products from us. So people just buy them on Amazon, give it a try and uh, what a, uh, a scary situation that might be for people, I guess, opening their eyes and trying to apply a lash. That'd be a little crazy. Yeah, we do receive questions that concern the glues because, you know, when we first launched, we mainly specialized on lash adhesives. So we believe that we are true professionals in this field for trade and we can provide a lot of um, essential information. Yeah. So yeah, we are planning on widening our product range, but we mainly specialize on adhesives and we can answer every question that a client may have. And we may to give a piece of advice to help the client to find the glue that, that is perfectly suitable for, for her, for him. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that people need to realize, and, th and this is, Tessa's tried your glue and she liked your glue and she said she could work with it. And I think people 
need to get past the price point because I think we've said this on our podcast a thousand times. Center accolades are center accolades. It's this glue. It's been around for like 60 years and there's different ways of formulating a little bit, making it a little more tacky, a little bit fumey, a little bit this, a little bit that. But in the end, it's still a center accolade. So what you need to find is the glue that works best for you and your environment that cures the best for you and your environment because there's different humidity levels and all that stuff in regions in the world where it's a little bit different. And so what's nice about this company is that we liked is that you guys do have affordable pricing and people could try it out. And it's not that expensive. And I know when you guys have been sponsored, you guys always give us tons of glue to pass out to people. And hopefully people have tried that out and, and liked it and found it. Maybe there's another alternative for them to try something that's maybe a little bit more price friendly. So don't let the price discourage you saying, well, I need to make sure I'm paying $80 a bottle for my glue for it to be worthwhile. Maybe so. You Maybe you find the $80 bottle is your favorite, but you might be surprised that there's other options out there that can be good too. So I just want to get, because I think some people get a bias just by looking at the sticker price. And you know what? A lot of things that's true. But here in this sense, I think you guys do provide a good product that people like and it's not uh, it's not bad it's just because it's a little bit more affordable. <laughs> so do you have any other things that people reach out to you? Because obviously with you on the customer service side um, and you guys being glue is kind of like your specialty. Are there any, aside from users who have no business putting lashes on their eyes, is there any other things that people tell you or ask you questions regarding lashes or glue that's kind of a common issue? The issue is setting up the election environment because there are a lot of products for lash artists, a lot of brands. So the lash artists, I believe, they sometimes struggle with setting up the lash environment or purchasing all these products for doing this, like humidifiers, lash nebulizers, and so on. It takes time. It takes money. It takes a lot of time to, to just find the best product that works for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what I think you guys provide that type of help customer service wise, when people have questions about setups and about what they need, you guys will be able to assist them with that, which I think is a nice add bonus when you have a brand and has real time customer service that can help you. Cause a lot of times you buy stuff and I mean, we've done this where we can't reach someone and there's no one there to help you. <laughs> so I think that's great that you guys have that for you. As far as a company goes, what's next? I mean, are you guys looking to expand into some new product lines or expanding the product? Yeah, yeah, sure. We are planning on significantly widening our product range this year. We understand that time goes fast. Uh, the new trends on the market, they appear and you have to follow these trends to satisfy the individual needs of different hashtags. So stay tuned for new goodies, guys. Mm -hmm. It's going to be huge. We are planning on, on adding booster, lash accelerator, like the big volume of our best-selling lash shampoo. Everyone loves lash shampoo. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, cleanser and, and accelerator. Yeah, a lot of people have, have seen those accelerators and used them. We've used them too, and it helps you the bond quicker and, and also putting the environment in. It's very helpful. So, so stuff like that. Now, do you guys sell pre-made lashes or anything like that at this time? We sell individual lash extension. Yeah, we have the suppliers. But do you have the pre-mades, you know, where the fans are all pre-made? Do you sell those yet or is that something not yet? We are planning on adding them to our product range this year as well. Oh, cool. So uh, a lot of adhesives are coming up and in the pre-made fans and the individual lash extensions of different colors, shapes, lengths. Well, our product range will be widened. Great. Stay tuned. 
Yeah, awesome. No, that's great. The pre-maids, if you guys, yeah, I'm glad to hear you're doing that because pre-maids are taking over. We're big fans of pre-maids. Tustany's been using pre-maids now for about four or five years and they weren't so good five, six years ago, but they keep getting better and better. And I think lash artists are learning that it's much easier and faster to lash with pre-maids than having to, or pro-maids versus getting, uh, having to make volume fans themselves. That's just a much slower process. And while it may be, and, and people are learning that retention's great with pre-maids and pro-maids as well as design, it can be amazing too, that people used to think wasn't possible. So yeah, I'm glad to hear you guys move in that direction. I don't know if you had any tips or anything you want to share, like with lash artists that you commonly would tell someone who's lashing maybe it's something you can encourage our audience with first thing is that we believe that the principles that we share that we already discussed here they concern lash tax as well as it's the common rule for everyone do their job well that should be easiest when you feel that you're in the right place everything just just comes naturally it doesn't matter what you're doing, like baking a pizza or selling flowers. <laughs> you just need to pursue quality. So the tips are collect the feedback and honest feedback from clients. Educate yourself. Catch up with trends and exceed clients' expectations. No, it's when the client comes to you uh, hoping for a certain result or outcome. But here is something bigger. It's uh, when here is just a wow effect. Yeah, I, I love the idea of uh, talking about excellence. One of the things that we always like to say is under promise and over deliver so that people come in and you'll always wow them. Like common thing in restaurants they'll do is they'll say, hey, it's an hour wait to get in the restaurant. And then 30 minutes later, they'll call you. And say, oh, wait, we have a table now in 30 minutes. Like, oh my gosh, it's a half hour faster than expected. So it makes you have joy and happiness, even though you had still had to wait 30 minutes to get that appointment. And I think with lashes too, making sure you, you give more than you ever take and make sure you over deliver every way possible through the whole customer experience, not just do great lashes, but give a great experience. And I think that customer feedback is huge to that because it's hard, right? A lot of people don't want to hear a negative feedback, but that negative feedback is a gift from a client because it's telling you where you're missing the mark so that you can go back and fix that so future clients won't have that same issue. And so while it's hard to do it, I think most people I know who become really good at their craft, it's because they do listen to feedback because they do hear back from people and go, oh, wow. All right, so you didn't like the way I did the design on the outside. It was too droopy. All right, I will try something different next time. And then all you, as you experiment and do different lashes, you're going to find better ways of doing it. So don't negate the feedback. And then lastly, you also mentioned education. Obviously, I think everyone should get continued education. That's why we had LashCon. That's why we do our trainings. But there's other people out there. You can train from many different people, get many different perspectives, and that will give you, I think, a better career. Now, do you guys, by chance, offer training or online training or anything like that? Unfortunately, as of now, we do not offer lash trainings, okay. but we do hope to cooperate with the lash trainers because we can offer the lash supplies for lash trainings for really reasonable prices because we're not a specialist in lash extensions, but we are a true specialist in manufacturing, in supplying, in fast delivery. We aim to always deliver fresh products because, you know, during the COVID-19 situation, we faced a real struggle because, as you know, the products that we sell, their, their shelf life doesn't exceed six months from the manufacturing date. And we just faced the challenge because 
the COVID hit the small businesses hard and they just started to shut down at one moment. And we, we had to just utilize some batches of the products that were never purchased. Yeah. So we stepped up and started over because we just couldn't sell um, the products that were about to expire. Mm-hmm. So we are really experts in logistics, in manufacturing, and we can offer the great opportunities for big large salons and training courses because we do have great wholesale discounts. So that's so from this side, we would like to contribute to the industry from this side. Yeah, and I think that's something that people, if you're a trainer right now, you should definitely reach out to basically Dina or Stacey Lash in general, go to their website. But I'm sure if you go there, you'll see Dina's face to click on that. You can talk to her. But I think for trainers, what's nice about their services, and you should just go out and try buy one glue and see if you like it. And if you do, their price is already low. So if they have good, affordable pricing, and then I can imagine their wholesale pricing needs to be more affordable, you can cut down your costs extremely on the glue that you provide for your students when you do trainings. And what's nice is to find a company like them or other companies that partner with you so you don't pay full price for your products, especially because in the sense you are promoting Stacy Lash. If you were to feature their glue in your training, you're promoting them to your students. You're doing Stacy Lash a favor. So they, in the exchange, are going to help you with that. So I think it's great that they should definitely reach out to you. Going back to pricing, because I think that's really one of the unique selling points about your company is that you have very reasonable pricing. How do you go about with your pricing strategy? I mean, how did you guys do this? Because I know other brands charge more, and yet you guys are still obviously profitable. You're in business still today, so you have a different approach to it. So maybe you can share a little about your pricing strategy. Yeah, sure. There is such a tendency on the market that our pricing is significantly lower than other brands have. We also do know that our product is not inferior to the rest in quality because we pay a lot of attention to this point as it's extremely important for every brand, especially in such a sphere like ours. We regularly are being inspected and we own some certificates such as HRIPT certificate and BCOP certificate. We don't want to control the production of our supplies. Our pricing strategy is to popularize our brand. And that's the reason why our prices are so low. Our strategy is to make our income from the volume of customers. It's the formation of a long-term relationship, partnering up with big beauty salons. But mostly our strategy is in giving annual lash professional a chance to try our products and check the results. We have a wholesale department, by the way, as another key point in our business strategy is to provide wholesale buyers with the opportunity to gain their revenue as well. We do not want to be the only party that receives the money, but we do want to, to give others such opportunity as well. Yes, surely everything becomes more expensive and production as well, the cost of logistics, the cost of manpower. By the way, I heard one of the previous podcasts about everything pricing, and it was extremely interesting for me. And we completely agree that it's okay to raise prices from time to time. We do not want to do that, but even when we do, we do it with the thought of our clients because we just want to give a chance to everyone to try our products and then decide for themselves whether they like it or not. That's why we believe we stay competitive because. 
pricing is important, but what's most important, what comes the first hand is product quality. Yes. Which is, by the way, a lot of people will think, well, because cheaper must not be the same quality. But I've not, I've not actually heard that from people. I mean, people have their preferences. So what's nice about it is that you might be able to find a way to have a product that is still good, good quality at a lower price. And obviously, you guys, it sounds like you've went out and you've done the research to make sure it's good quality product that you're getting from um, Asia, that you're not just buying some cheap product and throwing it on the shelf, right? Yeah, it definitely is because the customers are returning for more and the word of mouth is working because our product quality control is on the highest level. We do pay attention to that. Yeah. And the thing that some people don't understand is that you can offer a lower price item and still make a profit by doing bigger volume. And actually in the beauty industry, that's kind of common. There's different levels of makeup and there's some makeup that's really cheap, made by the same company, by the way, L'Oreal usually, and they will buy, have a cheap version and they'll have an expensive version of the same makeup. And the way the, they make their money is actually the product's pretty much the same product on both levels, like a lipstick, but at the low brand that they sell, like Maybelline, I think it is, it's super cheap. I, I might be wrong, I'm speaking. I don't buy makeup, but I just know there's, there's low cost makeup and the actual, if you were to look at in the ingredients and, and find out who the manufacturers, you see it's the same makeup, but they're pricing it at a higher level. Like it'll be made five times the price at this high level, elite level, but they know they're not going to sell as much makeup. They just know that they'll sell, let's say, a thousand units of this one and they'll sell 10,000 units of the low one and they can make profit, same kind of profit with both just because it's the idea is there's a market, the, uh, the lower price item, they just have to sell more of it to make profits. In fact, we look at this with uh, Lashcon tickets, you know, we could say, well, we could lower our prices and get more people in. As long as we get more people in, we actually would make more money. And so that's why Lashcon, we have not jacked up our rates. We we're pretty much still the same price we were a year or two ago. And we've been tempted. Some people are like, oh, you should charge a lot more. And I'm like, well, I still want to make sure that Lashcon is accessible to the everyday average lash artist, not just the most successful lash artists who have more money. So I think for you guys, it's the same ideas that have lower pricing, have a bigger net, get more clients that way, and you can serve a larger community. Just again, I guess you have to be able to sell to a lot more people. <laughs> so do you guys do promotions like on Instagram or email, or do you guys have ways to, to attract new clients to your business? Yeah, sure. We advertise our company. I know that there are Google ads, that there are promotion on Instagram. We have a separate department that is engaged in promotion of our brand. So far, they did great as we came a long way and we managed to stay on a decent level, I believe. So yeah, everything's fine, even though we have faced uh, some challenges from time to time. Yeah, COVID did that for everyone, right? And I think that's the thing that people realize if you really want to grow Google ads, Facebook ads, those things can be really a great way to grow your business, especially if you have a salon in your local area. I know we did. We used Facebook ads before we closed the last year or so. We started using Facebook ads and we started seeing an uptick in phone calls and conversations that we'd have with people. And then it was just a matter of learning how to close a sale. So if you want to grow your business while posting on Instagram is great, a much better way, especially once you have a salon with many stylists, uh, really the number one way you're going to grow it. Uh, one of the biggest ways is actually paying for advertising. I know some other big salons I know of, that is the number one way they've grown. They've gotten it down to just put a certain amount of Google ads out there and they know they're going to get a certain amount of clients. And it's just a, it's a printing machine for them for as far as money goes. So it's interesting to hear that you guys use the same kind of stuff, even as a last brand, which I think people may not realize is actually on all levels it works. We also try to collaborate with bloggers and oh. um, 
like um, have, have the them review our products on TikTok or okay. on YouTube, on Instagram as well, because it's the other great way to to promote your products and your brand. Yeah, yeah, no, bloggers, influencers, all that. And do you guys reach out to people? Do you guys see someone doing something or do you wait for people to contact you? It depends. Sometimes it's we who who contact the bloggers. Sometimes uh, someone address us with this inquiry and we discuss things and come out with creative and interesting content. Cool. Well, let's see. Moving on. Let's uh, do this. I have a couple more things here, and I think we're almost done. But I also know that we want to talk about some other issues and things that you hear from stylists. There are common issues. Yeah, it's really interesting topic because the most common problem to hear from lash artists is a so-called aftercare problem that they have with their clients. Because it's when someone... Uh, comes home after the procedure and they start getting the extension wet or poking their eyes or even try to remove the extensions at home by themselves. And they're like, give me my money back. My lashes fell off. Yeah, yeah. So client cards might come in handy here because you can just write some useful tips, useful aftercare tips so that your clients won't do any harm to themselves, won't do those common mistakes Mm -hmm. so we are actually planning on presenting those plan cards together with the purchased aftercare items okay so that lash techs um, they could educate their visitors as not everyone know how to treat the extensions with care after they leave a salon yeah, and I think that's great. The aftercare card is something that we we never did that, but I, we had talked about doing in our salon. I think having something that they, well, well, I shouldn't say, we had a sheet they took home that talked about the allergy, but as far as treatment, how to wash your lashes, how to maintain your lashes, also don't pick your lashes, clean, make sure you don't leave makeup in there so it builds up and all that. Having those type of tips and reminding people is a great thing. So you guys will be providing that, that you will give people in the when they buy a product, they can get the cards too? Or? No, we are planning on um, launching like the big bottle of uh, the lash shampoo. Yeah. So that our clients, the lash tags, they could just um, pour it into smaller bottles and there will be a pack of the client cards coming with this big bottle of the shampoo. So our clients, the lash tags, could just um, give these cards to their visitors and it will be like Nice small presents for them. Yeah. Um, a small bottle of the shampoo with the client cards. So it's really nice. And uh, clients, they, they maybe they will appreciate this and return for more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you can elevate the, the service, the, the care. I know what for us, we always give our first clients a lash wash for free. We just say, here you go. Please start getting in the habit of cleaning your lashes. And then later they come back and they buy that product afterwards. So we always offer that with a new set of lashes. It's just a nice way to upgrade the service, take care of your client, get them in good habits, and then they can become a recurring source of revenue for you in the future when they buy the lash baths or lash washes from you in the future. So I think that's great. Anything else? Was there anything else that you want to talk about? I know that we had a whole litany of things, but I didn't want to miss anything in case there was something that you had uh, had hoped to bring up. Yeah, there actually was another question that I think it might be interesting because when you sent me over the list of the 
questions. Yeah. I still have a question about the um, the market that is oversaturated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a common complaint. Is it yeah. so or not? Yeah. So I do have a couple of words to say regarding this topic because I do not think that the market is oversaturated, honestly. Yeah. As, um, looking at our dynamics, we can say that the demand is increasing. However, we are not a salon owner, so we can say for sure, but from our side, the market is not oversaturated because I sincerely hope that all this COVID madness soon will be over and everyone will be healthy, full of will to live, explore, discover what uh, the new life without COVID has in store. So people will start traveling attending parties, attending events. So the demand will increase and large tax, uh, they will become the most irreplaceable people of those time. Yeah, I also agree that the market is not oversaturated. A lot of people, f- I think when people are flustered that they're not getting new clients, they just naturally want to blame other people and go, well, it's because the market's oversaturated. The truth is, no, it's probably something to do with you. You're probably maybe not marketing well, or maybe you still have to be a, get to be a better lash artist. Like you said earlier about excellence. Like maybe you're not really excellent yet. And if you're not at the top of your game and you're still kind of learning, maybe your prices are too high then because you're still kind of like a beginning lash artist and you're charging a premium price for your lashes. So this takes a little self-awareness, a little bit of honesty and be able to look at yourself, be humble and say, okay, Everyone keeps saying the market's not saturated, but I can't find new clients. Well, like you said, your company's grown every is even in the midst of COVID, right? You guys have seen more people, the demand's coming back. So yeah. And by the way, this is in the midst of where there's seems like there's hundreds of new lash companies popping up. Yet you guys have seen your growth. I know I've talked to a lot of brands, they've seen growth. So that means if more, if there's more and more demand, that means that the market's not done yet. They have, they have one, the day that we see lash slot companies uh, either being bought out by each other or or closing, I mean, I want to say last manufacturers and distributors, that's when you know we've kind of hit that saturation point because they can't grow themselves anymore. They've all kind of hit their ceiling and now they have to devour each other to stay alive. We're not there yet. Most brands I know are still growing and finding new revenue streams and other ways to grow. And I think the last artist, that's good news for us. That means that there's so many more people out there with eyes who don't have lashes yet, especially when you go to men. We had people of the LGBTQ um, come into our salon and we serve them. But there's other guys that maybe straight guys eventually may want lashes. Who knows? I know Tess wants me to have lashes. <laughs> My wife's like, you need to start doing lashes because your lashes are disappearing. You're getting older. And I'm like, so I'm like, oh, okay. I might actually have to cave in. I did it once. So there, I mean, there's definitely new areas of growth that you can specialize and maybe find a larger audience. It's a, maybe baby lashes. Maybe you get little babies to come in and get their... <laughs> lashes. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that, that might be a little too far. Well, cool. I appreciate everything you've done and coming on and being part of this. I also appreciate you guys always supporting LashCon and being big supporters for us. We've really uh, loved partnering with you guys and wanted to get a chance for people to look into a little bit more about your company and some of the stuff that you guys do well. And anything else that you want to wrap up or uh, I think we covered it all today? I think that's all. I just want to thank you once again for your valuable support and for talking to me today. Yeah. Um, we hope that Stacy Lash will be partnering up with LashCon this year and uh, that we have lots of interesting things coming up. So it was honestly an unforgettable experience for me. 
Thank oh, you. cool. Well, thank you so much. And uh, just to go back and recap, you can find uh, her at, as a uh, support at stacylash.com is the email. You go to their Instagram as Stacy Lash or Facebook, or you go to the website, stacylash.com, and you can actually see Dina there and reach out to her personally. If you need any questions or any help, they'll be more than glad to take care of you. But otherwise, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for listening to me and talking to me. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We are all done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. Actually, it's not at Lashcast Podcast anymore. It's actually just Lashcast. We finally got the domain as well as our change your Instagram. So just at Lashcast. Anyhow, remember to subscribe, share, and review to this podcast. And please remember to be praying for Ukraine and for Stacey Lash and Dina specifically for their safety and that this thing would just end and we get over it and move on and help rebuild this country. Uh, it's heartbreaking as I'm sure all of you have been paying attention to the news and we just want the best for them and hope that this will end very soon. On behalf of my last Boppy Tusney, as well as our special guest, Dina, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Music.